0: Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 156. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for West video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So you will camp out, and then you will depart in the morning. This is going to be geography and survival, your old friends. Yep. These rolls are two purples.
1: One advantage.
0: Survival check has failed.
1: One success and one
0: advantage. Okay. You guys have to make resilience checks. Advantages or threats are getting applied to that resilience roll. Resilience check is two purples. Two successes.
2: Uh, success with three threats.
0: You have succeeded your resilience checks. So I'm not doing anything to your strain thresholds. Yep. You have threats, so you are suffering three strain.
2: Yep. But we got a good night's sleep the previous night.
0: Yeah, so your strain is all recovered along the way, and then you Starting have several three strain.
1: And your cut... That has gotten healed, healed by up now. With the night. We packed better this time
0: our supplies. Yes.
1: No more dry pasta.
0: <laughs> and you made the jaguar check. So you spend several days heading west. You guys can make perception checks along the way, or you can make survival checks. If you're looking for items, you're making perception checks. If you're looking for tracks or signs of passing, tracks, you're making survival.
2: Evidence, this average, or?
0: Average plus black die.
2: Two success, one
1: threat. Two failures, one threat.
0: Your threats are strain. You do not find any interesting things, HEPA. You succeeded your survival check? Yep. So you find evidence of fresh, very recent passage of animal-drawn cart. What's
2: it, a tunnel that comes down? Has Mary
1: Ellen been driving through here?
2: I suppose this is now getting closer to human civilization, so one should not be too so surprised. To...
1: I mean, does it look like three old wheels and one new wheel? Mm. <laughs>
0: I
2: don't think I have quite the uh, I have a threat.
0: Her cart only had two wheels.
1: Yeah. So one old and one new?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't have any sort of triumph that would uh, summon no, no, no. And the carter. But
2: we are about, we are essentially entering human territory.
0: Yes. You are not so close that you are at the settlement yet, but clearly you are reaching the areas where...
2: Yeah, there's probably some outlying farmland down south that people bring their weekly load of goods to sell to town by this path. The upshot is we can probably follow the, the cart... Track straight to town, although we might not see as many interesting things on the way.
1: Do you know anything about South Tower of Trick menu?
2: I think there was a battle there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the earlier ones, and now we're having all old reign of terror. Uh, pretty sure Gwedri was soundly defeated in that battle, and, you know, had to escape by those tunnels. So, on the outskirts of town, is probably not a bad place to check. Now, I don't know if people would get upset if we'd be digging around, but in the middle of a field, where there's no one's farming, they might not care.
0: So you have talked about following these tracks towards the town. Yeah. I just want you to consider following the tracks back to where they came from. If you're talking about doing things on the outskirts of town and whether or not people will look askance at that, you clearly have evidence here leading in two directions to where people are. If you want permission to do something or if you want to gather information from sources that can talk, (laughs) not that I'm (laughs) saying, like, we need more dialogue. We just go
1: around talking to any all the trees, see if any of them. Right, but
0: but if you're if you're like I don't know how people would think about us just digging here. Well, there are people nearby. Right. But it's up to you where you go and what you choose to do. I
2: think the tricks inclination would be to go to town or to poke around, not necessarily follow this back to wherever this card came from.
0: So not to talk to people on the outskirts.
2: Not necessarily.
0: We
1: do know Kautchen mentioned somebody in South Tower. Yeah, at the Parting Glass. Yeah. Have a chat
2: with Ulrich, but that's
1: definitely in town. Uh, Maybe it
2: would be a good idea to talk to people outside. Outside of town, they'd be more likely to have... Heard about battles? battles? Well, I don't know about that, but I've treated with elves before. Maybe someone outside of town has an elf ribbon, and that way we know we can trust them. Because surely they cannot get an elf ribbon anywhere else.
1: (laughs) Well, any battles that are further from South Tower might be less likely to have already been combed over. That's a good point
2: too. Okay, so let's well, let's follow the Who cart did? away from town. <laughs> Sports whatever farmstead or whatever. I, but like if we hike for a day and we don't see anything.
1: We end up back at the village. Well it's I... one of our cards. Dang it. <laughs> follow my own footsteps. We had a cart this whole time. <laughs> Where do you think I put the tongs?
2: Yeah, so we can follow this card.
0: Okay. So you follow the tracks and you reach an area that does have wooden fencing, just very simple kind of cross-branch type wooden fencing around it. And you can see off in the distance a person in like a very broad-brimmed sun hat, very homespun clothes, working with a pitchfork. This looks like this, this field is pretty much like a hay or wheat type field, and so they're in the process of, like, making a haystack type thing.
2: Okay. I think we'll chat with this person. Okay.
0: How do you wish to approach this person?
2: Friendly. That's the only way. Call out to them. Alright. Trick Manu can take the lead. Yeah. Greetings from the Esprin Forest. What's that? Not so far from here, dear friend. We are elves from the Esprin Forest. Come to your area to look for some things. We are curious if you might be able to help us find them.
0: The person motions you to come over. That's the statue with a pitchfork. I don't know, make a charm chest. Last time I talked to an elf. Yeah, let's make a charm chest. Two purples.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can try to help, but I don't know how. That's fine. One success, two advantages.
0: Do you have ideas for advantages?
2: Uh, this person has had good dealings with elves in the past.
0: Okay.
2: As opposed to, oh, I don't know, they they were part of a skirmish. With
1: <laughs> or they, they met the scouts that are real, like, -like. bro-like. Gosh, the scouts that are way too professional.
0: Uh, Yeah, the border guard. (laughs) Yeah.
2: We know this area, forgive me for bringing up dark times, that Mount Ravenal, many decades ago, was active here. The farmer says,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, my dad told me a bunch of stories about that.
2: We were hoping to investigate some of those, the sites of those battles.
0: Well, uh, I mean, you could march straight across west north. I hear the center got torn up pretty bad.
2: Right. But this is a little closer to home. (laughs) Maybe one day we'll go to Weldon and, you know, dig around in the king's queen's dorms room. I don't even know. Queen? Is that a king? I don't know. Sure. Why not? Yeah.
0: King Conrad?
2: Yeah. Anyway. But we wanted to start close to home. And I don't know if there was an area that, like, your dad pointed out, definitely, like, if he fought in a particular place or even oh. people that fought somewhere.
0: Uh yeah, me me Dara fought uh he was part of Gudry's retreat from uh the old Southern Outpost.
2: Right. Fancy South Tower these days.
0: Yeah, quite a settlement's building up around there. You you would hardly know that the place had been overrun.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: Gwadri made it his seat.
2: Alright then. Maybe we'll pay him was...
1: Is your father here to tell us stories? Ah, uh, I can see if he's awake.
2: Oh, I assumed he was dead.
1: Chick doesn't (laughs) say that.
2: Oh, you talked about him like he was dead. (laughs) My father used to tell me.
1: Because really, I just want to see how old do you know? look. <laughs> yeah, I want to see an old human. And I don't know how old this one is because I was gonna ask how old this. If this one had like gray hair and missing teeth. So you
0: don't you don't care about the stories that this old human could tell you. You just want to know how many teeth he has.
1: I mean, I want to know stories too, but I want to see. Uh
2: yes, if he could introduce us to a father, that would be excellent. I know you've got a lot. You're probably busy in the fields. It's spring. You're probably planting a lot of crops.
0: If it's not too
1: much trouble, Peppa
0: remembers her manners. He he can certainly afford the time to take you into to the house where his father may or may not be awake.
2: Uh, yeah, we can have to talk to an even older gentleman.
0: Well, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Wait, was
1: the, does this person have... Well, they're wearing a hat. Do they have gray hair? Do they have
0: teeth?
1: Do they look the same as the Connie and all the other
0: people we've met? i got to ask you... How much are you staring versus just trying to casually observe? Sounds like
1: a cool check. I was going to say as much as I can get away with while being polite.
0: Well, then I think that is a cool check. Yeah. Two (laughs) purples.
1: Three threats. No success. That's enough that they want to find out my motivation or whatever, right? (laughs) Creepy elf. I mean, I don't think you need three threats to know I'm curious.
0: All right, but you are, like, staring a whole lot.
1: Probably. I'm probably trying to see if I can see under the brim, or, like, when they're talking, kind of trying to see.
0: Right. You are unnerving them. (laughs) They seem to be a little off-foot.
2: We brought up a dark topic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm just staring.
2: Uh, I can try to put him at ease. This is a good time for some verse. Okay. Oh, no, that's, that's not really an ability I have.
0: So we discussed that you could use your verse to make social checks easier in two ways. Right. One way is to increase your attribute, to augment your attribute. Right. And the other way is to decrease the target's attribute.
2: Yes. I don't feel the need to decrease their attribute.
0: That's the mechanical way to do this. In, like, combat or in social combat. But if you want to apply it in a narrative setting, it's the same kind of thing that will just have the narrative effect of soothing somebody or agitating somebody.
2: Yeah, let's give it a try of soothing that. Up. Yeah, I'm trying to figure how would Trick even, uh, like, what is the effect of?
0: Like, the farmer has been talking with Trick and Hepa's been standing there and, like, it's clear, like, HEPA is what's making the guy nervous, because essentially, like, HEPA's not contributing to the conversation. At some point, HEPA, like, stops being like, oh, thank you very much, and, like, starts being like, ooh, is this I think my teeth? I
2: Trick will, like, kind of show him his, his, like, bow, not in a threatening manner, like, no arrow, but, it, like, hey, have you ever seen an elvish bow? And, like, he'll twang it a little bit. Twang. Like, like the curve of the wood. Twang. Okay. It follows along. Twang. So your arrow flies through.
0: <laughs> <I'm> so creepy.
2: <laughs> creepy but distracting. You might just think, okay, elves are weird, not elves are upsetting. <laughs> That's fine.
0: Do you have a segue to this? You were asking about stuff, and then he was just take you- in, like, Just as we're
2: walking and like maybe like the segue is asking, like, have you ever seen an like I'm okay. just curious, have you ever seen an elvish bow? Like, excellent manufacture.
0: Okay.
2: Like your wooden fences, you know, very nice.
0: Okay. We'll say it's two purples.
2: That's a negatory. But I have two advantages.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, did I take any strength from the threats? Or were they not taken the by was... creeping out the village village yeah. yeah. All right.
0: You have advantages, but you failed.
2: Yeah. Elves are weird.
0: Yeah. Um. You can use the advantages as a blue die on your next check okay. if you want. But I will say that this farmer is going to be left with, like, we started with you guys spending advantages to be like, oh, he's had positive dealings with elves before. Well, he's gonna leave this with like. No, elves
2: are a mixed bag. <laughs>
0: like he's going to be left with. Elves are an,
2: mysterious.
0: An impression of elves as a, I think a mixed bag is what well, put it. Well,
1: if depending on how much they know about like elves at all, maybe he thinks it's because I'm female and the magic user or whatever. Right, don't wouldn't that be the reputation is that it's typically the women that do the magic?
0: You haven't done anything magical and you are dressed like a scoutish type person. Yeah. I don't think he has enough context for that. Okay. So just a mixed bag. Yeah, you guys are you're just somewhat alien seeming.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I wanna see if he has teeth.
0: <laughs> so This farmer, whose name is Tillin, in case it ever matters, Uh, but he does have a name, and he uh, has a a whole exciting backstory of digging hay out of uh, the ground.
1: And maybe Tilling.
0: But he takes you in.
2: It's Tillin for a Shilling.
0: And he introduces you to his father. Plowin. No, his father's name is, appropriately enough, Gumredock. You might be wondering, is his mouth all gums? No, that's just what his name is.
1: So he has teeth?
0: Is that how you start in this interaction? Gonna
2: <laughs> kind of have to interject here. No,
1: he has to talk for me to be able to, if he, to tell if he has teeth.
2: Mr Gummerdock, tidings from the Elves of the Esperance Force. Uh, your son was telling us that you yourself fought against Mal Ravenal's
0: forces. Gummerdock is uh he's in a, a rocking chair. He has a a broad brimmed hat like his son, but He's like out on the front porch type thing. So you can't tell what color his hair is. So no, he actually he's got um a blade of grass type thing with a little sheath Perfect. at the end of it. You
1: can't see his hair.
0: Can't see his hair because his broad brimmed hat here. And yeah, he's
1: older because he's the father.
2: Yes. That is how that works.
0: Hepa's so excited at the prospect of meeting an elderly human. She's probably like grinning stupidly. <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you. And you have a blue dye to apply to this charm check. I feel
2: like I might have a black dye, too.
0: I think you have a black dye as well from Heppo's continuous... And there's a creepy... I, yeah, I mean... Strange... Well, and also, like, Tillin is introducing you guys. These are some... But he's pills. also, like, he's been a little weirded out by you now. Yeah, so there's a black dye and a blue dye, and I'm going to upgrade, actually, as well.
1: I mean, I do have charm. I could try it out, but I seems like I'm not. No, wrong. I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I might be the distraction in a lot of things.
2: Trick will, like, undo his, his sweet red hairband. He's only that,
0: So you show that your ears are not quite as pointy as hers. I mean,
2: casually, of course. Yeah. Just can, to wipe the slit off. Mm-hmm. Failure with an advantage. Okay. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about that.
0: You open up by asking that you wanted to talk about Field Wars? Yeah,
2: I, I mentioned, like, what your son told us that you fought.
0: I guess not that at all. Okay. So, yes, he will, like, deflect the conversation away from that. He'll be like, no, no, I'm a farmer now. Like, my days in the infantry are long behind me. And, and then he, like, turned, okay. turns it back and asks, like, you guys, like, okay. you know, your traveler is like, what's the news from out there?
2: What's the news? If you're headed into the Esmark Hills, don't drink the water. Should be cleared up in a couple months, but uh not a good time for the water there right now. All right. Uh, you know it's spring. The apple trees are starting to flower. Like the, the things that are important to an elf. The birds are migrating back in the season. Uh, it's a good time for planting. Say, in all your time as a farmer, I understand that humans have to plow deeply into these fields. Have you ever turned up any anything that people have left there that have fallen into a field? Uh-uh. If you'd like, better charm check. I could do
0: that. I think charm has already failed here. All right. But I was going to say that you could segue to negotiation if you want. Your attempts to be friendly here did not quite work so well. But if you have something to offer in exchange for anything they can provide you, I have
2: no more lucky seven. (laughs) We have a pair
1: of
0: tongs. (laughs) Yes. I'm not saying you need to like sell something, but but you can also offer services. Like you know you are headed into. I ain't digging
2: any fence posts. Information. Yes, we are headed into town.
0: You are headed into town. You are capable. Manual labor. I know you just said you didn't want to take a pencil. I'm not asking you to necessarily take on a quest, but, like...
2: There are things we offer.
1: Well, I... The first opportunity I get a chance to, even just a visual, I would love to do a medicine check. See about, like, the age or whatever. So if he's sick, maybe we will Uh, offer something. Yes, so
2: that's actually... That's an interesting point. If you know anything, so if you found anything like that that we might examine, or know where we might look, um, be most grateful. If we can return, good. I don't know, uh, my cousin Heba here is very skilled in Elvis magics, like healing magics. If anything's been ailing you? Bad knee? I, I have permission to do it. <laughs> Heba does not say
0: anything.
2: Okay. So I can negotiate?
0: Yes, you can negotiate. Difficulty is two purples.
2: Question is, does he actually have a bad knee, Bad back, and this would be quite valuable to him.
0: I will give you a blue dye, oh, as right. he is an old human.
2: Many successes and two threats.
0: It's a deal. You are allowed to provide medical services to this elderly human. <laughs>
1: Little does he know. This is the part of the trade that I'm benefiting from.
0: And in exchange, Trick can look through the, like, chest of randomly dug up It's like
2: a lost and found box (laughs) (laughs) kind of the threats are like there's mostly mundane items like
0: is this a human dowsing rod oh gosh (laughs) so there's like a variety of knickknacks and whatever because they repurposed this land here to make it into a farm after like all the upheaval before and there's all sorts of little like oh this is an interesting bird feather it's kind of like this is the box that like when Tillin was a little boy, like anything he found in the field that he would, he would keep. And so it's a mix of like actual old stuff that was in there plus whatever a 10 year old boy. This is just a rock. That's <laughs> a cool rock
2: though. It is a pretty cool rock. <laughs> I will grant that. They're all gonna okay, be cool. You know what? Now that I've seen this. It's
0: There's like cool. some elvish arrowheads in there. Interesting. Are there any
2: knives or anything with the same blacksmith's stamp? Yes. I, I, will really say, need more
0: of those, I will say that you find what is not not a knife, but what is clearly part of a broken sword. Yep, that makes
2: sense. Maybe he knows who the blacksmith is. Well, it'll be a question I might ask him. But
1: I feel like HEPA gets to Hepha, <laughs> examine him.
0: HEPA gets to make a medical check with a completely willing and cooperative patient.
1: Yay! Well, C- Cochin was willing at some point.
0: Uh, Yes. But (laughs) Kachin wasn't old. Presumably, you never asked him his age. But I can ask this guy. Yes.
1: Oh, and what's all, yeah, what's bothering you with? How old are you? And she, you know what, she may say, she would couch it more polite. I'm not familiar with human age.
0: Yeah, and he does not seem to care at all that you're asking his age. He has no reluctance to tell you that he has been on uh, this good green earth. For fifty nine years.
1: Alright, fifty-nine years. Okay, so that gives her a baseline for that.
0: His knees ache a whole lot. That's why he's in the rocking chair to exercise them.
1: Good
2: therapy.
0: And you know his shoulder. And he feels like his shoulder has bothered him. He thinks it's a repetitive strain injury from all the from all the mace.
1: Yeah, yeah that would do it, I would think. So he was a tough
0: He was a heavy infantry.
1: Yeah. Serious
2: business. And his son is just a peasant.
0: Don't say that decision. <laughs> he was very happy to be a farmer now. <laughs>
2: That's true. He's got his own land. He's actually a landed yeoman.
0: So, like, he used to fight with a, a mace all the time, like, back in his days in the heavy infantry, and his, so his shoulder bothers him. And you are having a very close-up conversation with him.
1: Yeah. So I can see his teeth. You I can, can see,
0: see that he's got, you know, maybe half as many teeth as you do.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah, and had a pull set. Mostly, <laughs> yeah.
0: You did not ever uh, ask Cashion to open wide and examine all his teeth, but you had dinner with Cashion several Maybe times. Maybe that's why he didn't eat much. He was trying to conserve his teeth.
1: <laughs> I could, I could ask the son, but then I don't know how they lose their teeth.
0: Anyway, this guy seems to not have every tooth.
1: But my healing magic does that heal things like repetitive types of injuries, or is it more like wounds?
0: In a, a narrative use of it. You could improve somebody's arthritis.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to do a medicine check first. That way I can kind of see what we're looking at and if there's, see if I can succeed that.
0: Okay. This is a cooperative patient, and you're doing just essentially a physical. Mm-hmm. It is one purple dye. And he's telling me
1: everything he knows about his problems. So yeah, yes. so
0: actually you should have a blue dye on that.
1: Four successes and two advantages.
0: Okay. He is a... Somewhat healthy human. Mm-hmm. He uh, would be more active if his knees didn't bother him as much. The teeth that you see, some of them look like the line is kind of rotten in some areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have him take off his hat for the yeah. the thing, and he's got just like a fringe of grayish hair, and like the top is all bald. Okay. Uh, but you engage in, in discussion and stuff with him, and... You know, he, he mentions like, oh well when I was Tillin's age I had a full head of like nice brown hair like he does, but uh kinda of runs in the family to to lose it. If you want to use your magic to heal, you can just make a one purple roll and like that would deal with like his arthritis issue.
1: Okay. I guess I could advise him too.
0: Yeah, like give him some physical therapy suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> Do these
1: exercises. But he's generally pretty healthy, so I'll probably say that. You are pretty healthy. Yeah. Um, well, let's he, see what we can do about
0: He tries to stay active, but his knees are, are an issue.
1: I'll use the two advantages for a blue dye to the...
0: Yes. There's just going to be one purple, though. Okay. This is just a, a narrative use of healing magics to aid an NPC here. I wonder if that's likely to succeed or not.
1: But if that fails, I can still do a medicine check or no?
0: Your medicine is not enough to heal arthritis.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, let me upgrade. We did make a deal, so I succeed with an advantage.
0: Okay, so it would cost you two strain to use your magic. Mm-hmm. If you had already suffered other strain, you would be able to heal it with your advantage.
1: I mean, I can, but I only have one, though, if you have other ideas. If you, you had one prior
0: to the casting, you can heal that.
1: Okay. So, so far, I don't think my healing I've used to actually heal a actual wound. I've used it to stop getting you yeah. tried one. Yeah, I tried, but mostly I'm using it for other stuff. That's okay.
0: So, you've used it to heal conditions. Yeah. Because you helped with the drunkenness and you helped with arthritis. It gives me an idea of how the magic works. Yes. And in conversation with Gamardak, uh you learn that he was part of Guadry's force that Fell back from the southern outpost.
1: I don't think
2: no one's gonna look askance uh, retreating in the face of undead.
0: And he was part of that whole campaign, and he was quite happy when everything was over. And survivors of that campaign did receive accolades from King Conrad in the form of plots of land. That's what it was for Gummerda. He, he was like Gwydri got an earldom, <laughs> but you know, but we didn't all go
1: through what Gwydri went through.
2: That's true.
0: So he's happy with his plot of land that he's passed on to his son, and he's living out his days in relative peace here with the, the grandchildren.
2: Now, in those times, we know Mal Ravenal as the like the head witch. But were there other? Did he have lackey liches?
0: Oh, were there others? Oh, really? <laughs> so three three of Mal Ravenal's lackeys. Uh, it feels a little. Strange to use that term for, like, such powerful and fearsome foes, but it is true that Malravadal, like, sent others to do his bidding. We got, so three of them combined chased us out of the southern outpost.
2: So it took three, three of them to chase you out. Um, there was only one of
0: you. Doc was is of the opinion that, uh, if they had had the magical support that they needed, they could have held, but, but you called for the retreat and,
2: uh. Right. Well, it all worked out. We heard that one of those lackeys, one Mal Oldar, I don't know if you've heard that name, came through with a separate, like, they were chasing a group of humans around that time from, and I point back east, from that direction. I don't know if you were in this area at that time, or...
0: So he tells you that he doesn't necessarily know the names of any of these colleges, like, and and he, he makes fun of the Mal thing. Like you were saying earlier, you know, there's now this and now that and now the other thing, and it's hard to remember who was who. Um, but the ones that chased the out of southern outpost, there was two fellows and a skeleton were the ones in charge. Sounds like a letter. And um, like a fancy skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that that prior to them making themselves known, uh, that there was a number of of people like fleeing.
2: Refugees. Yeah, coming in.
0: Okay. Some of them joined the forces and, and fought with uh, Gledry. Okay, I buffered if he, their ranks.
2: Right, if he personally knew any of these refugees.
0: He says that some of the people that he, he fought with, he hasn't really kept in touch over the right. years.
2: Is there anyone who lives in Southern Outpost, South Tower? Do you know of any refugees in South Tower that we could talk to that you knew, maybe?
0: He tells you that some of the refugees joined Guadry's forces, and, like, fought through a whole campaign. Right. And not everybody wanted to be rewarded with a plot of land, because some people weren't farmers. Some people were craftsmen or artisans or things like that. Sure. Also, some people rose in the ranks and got promotions and stuff like that over the course of the war.
1: And a bunch of them died. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, like, some people essentially entered, like, military service and, and stayed that way. So he knows... A couple people in what is now called South Tower that were originally from that group of refugees. And he tells you that there is a blacksmith who he fought alongside them but he also like helped them maintain their stuff. Sure. Like,
2: pulls out I guess not his knife, but the rusty knife. This symbol? Oh
0: yeah, 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 that that's his.
2: Who is I like as like, was the name of that person? You don't have to know it right now, but
0: his name is, is Sursus. Uh. Oh. So Sursus, he's a blacksmith in uh, the southern southern outpost, south, south tower.
2: And the humans can't even decide. I guess he's old well, enough, he would still know it as southern outpost.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he was actually, like, stationed there when it was the outpost. Well, that's
2: kind of, like, where is he originally from? Is he from this area? Is he from Deeper in Wesnoth?
0: He grew up in this general area. Uh, and he tells you that the southern outpost, it kind of was, like, abandoned. And then when news of stuff happening in the east began, then King Conrad II kind of, like, revived these two outposts, the southern outpost and the northern outpost, to, like, be defensive centers. But his family... Gummerdock's family. They had been living in this area for a long time. Oh, okay. And so like his grandfather worked at the Southern Outpost when it was like a real thing. And then like it kind of like died down and then it was revived. And since the whole Mal War and Gwedry was made Earl of essentially this side of the River Weldon, then like a proper town grew up around it. Okay. So Gummerdock's family has been living on this eastern shore type area for a while. Yeah, like, as a child, you know, he, he was happy to get off the farm that's, and, like, live a life of adventure. It just... Right.
2: That's super... That's way more than I needed, but I appreciate he's it. He's an old man. I see. And Once you get him going...
1: Yeah, you get, get him talking. I was kind of counting on that, I think, when I was like, if he has any stories, because...
2: That's true. Like, Trick, actually, probably just take it in.
0: And, you know, and there's There's probably a few other... Like, who knows, there's probably, like, a baker in town, or, you know, but the blacksmith he particularly remembers, and, and even Gwedry's current captain of the guard was a former refugee. Current captain of the guard?
2: Of course, talking to that person would be a little bit harder.
0: Yeah, but she still takes an active role in a very hands-on leader, because she rose from the ranks. Oh, I
2: see. You don't have to remember her name?
0: Her name's Meve
2: Yep. Uh, trichnate's cool, too.
0: Yeah, because I feel like we heard that before, but I don't do know. Do you have any vigilance, or are you still at two purples? Two purples. Two purples is your goal check. Huh? I
2: decided this is a two or three. Why don't you upgrade it? I'm
0: going to upgrade it. I
1: mean, yeah, I don't know that Happens heard it, but I remember something. We have success, but four threats.
0: You do not show any reaction to that name, but you have four threats here.
2: Tie a little
0: too tight. <laughs> Are you concealing your ears again or are you just playing with your headband? He's
2: just playing with his headband, but it has that effect. Uh I don't think Trick is going to he's not gonna get anything else out of this conversation. But like that's now occupying all of his thoughts.
0: Okay. You taking a bunch of strain here? Or are you essentially shutting down the source of information? I'm
2: shutting down the source of information. Okay. Politely thank the man for his time.
0: I'll not tell you anything else. I from think him. That's totally fair. I will ask HEPA, though, because at this point, Trick is no longer leading conversation with any questions or anything yep. like that, which means the floor is open for HEPA. Is there anything you want to pester this elderly human Oh,
1: my gosh. Probably. I mean, I did get to satiate my curiosity about older humans, but I'm sure at some point I'll meet somebody that's even older, and that will just open everything up again. Let's see. So they were talking about...
0: They were talking about the war. They were talking about being rewarded the plot of land. But if you want to ask more, like, questions about humanity.
1: Yeah. I do want to know about, like, what it was like to live on a farm. And,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... Agriculture. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I'm happy to... I think Keppo, one of the things she does want to hear about is the stories. So if there's any way she can feel like there's a hook to get him to talk about, or if he's going to talk, she's happy to listen. Or if he's willing to talk about the battles, he said he wasn't, but anything that were, if he's been to South Tower or.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's certainly been, he's certainly been there.
1: If he wants to describe any of that, like she's, she'd love to know anything like about, kind of about the human condition and what it's like every day. Or his wife, where is she and, or how did he meet her or, you know, anything.
0: I think what you will end up getting because of the wide variety of stuff you're interested in and just like, him being an old man, and you learn something about agriculture, mm-hmm. and so he does really enjoy farming. He's it's not like, oh, farming is fun, but farming is better than marching to war all the time, okay. And,
1: and he's knowledgeable about it,
0: yes. And this is something that's distinctly human compared to Elvin mm-hmm. because, like, he'll describe like pushing back the wild and civilizing. Like, yeah, but civilizing is... Reclaiming, is
2: that... Manifest destiny of weather like
0: cultivating, right? Okay. Like, clearing out the, the wild brush and all that, and, you know, and, and bringing productive quality to the land, and, like, you know, something you can be proud of. Like, you know, he cut back those trees with his own hands, and, mm-hmm. like, very much a sense of, like, accomplishment at, like, having made something out of nothing which is his perspective, that nothing was here before. It was just wild land. Right. And now it's not a prosperous farm, but it's a farm. And he has it that he could pass it on to his son. And his son will be able to pass it on to to the grandchildren. And, like, they made this.
1: Okay. Yeah, so then if if it wants to be that I dig into the details of how they do that kind of stuff, I mean, I know from our perspective it's like... Kind of cringy but i think hepa would like to suspend that in favor of getting information mm-hmm. she can judge later but you know she could find out stuff now so yeah i'm happy to ask about whatever like even the attitude about agriculture is an interesting thing so she may dig into that a bit or whatever trick yes
0: given your level of distraction yeah are you now like we got to get to that town these people are about to offer you all hospitality for the night it's like getting late in the day.
2: Yeah, I don't think rushing in town is super helpful. Trick will want to go straight to town tomorrow morning.
1: Okay. And it's
2: completely lost sight of necromantic sense.
1: Okay. Well, then that gives me a little bit of time to see how well the magic... Like, I don't know, do elves get arthritis? <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> how this, you know, I'm curious how this is going oh, to...
0: I think it's unlikely that elves get arthritis. I think what we've we've established, is that when elves start to deteriorate, it goes fast, and fast in elvishness is a few years. Right. And so I think that would be the closest to, like, arthritis that elves would get. Right. But you wouldn't have this, like, 30 years of your joints aching kind of thing.
1: Right. Or having had injuries from working lands of art.
0: Yeah, I mean... So, yeah, so... I, I think... don't want to say elves are perfect. They're not perfect, you know, right, but, right. like, they operate in a different way than the humans do
1: right she is sort of curious like what effects i mean she knows she did magic but she's kind of curious how it, yeah, so the, you on the physiology you know yeah
0: so you you guys are are, are going to stay the night here then yeah then, thank you so then you will have that would be wonderful thank you so these humans live every day so in that case, like, you are around for, like, the dinner meal and stuff like that, and Gummer Doc is pleased and, like, beginning to feel like, oh, yes, his knees feel better now. Like, he feels a little more spry.
1: Yeah, I mean, she can advise him a little bit on, on the shoulder, too, because that wasn't just, well, I don't know what my healing can do, you know.
0: <laughs> you have improved this elderly farmer's life. He, he's, he's excited to, like, help out more <laughs> in the field tomorrow. And in return, I got to ask all the questions and look at his teeth and his hair— uh, and yeah, and you get to meet the grandkids when they come back in from the like the, the gathering that they were off doing, or like the, the
2: chores that they had to be doing around. Yeah, the room. like
0: they they were taking care of stuff. In, in which
1: case, people. I think she will be even braver and ask how old everybody is, and she can start.
2: <laughs> I feel like young children would be delighted to share yeah. that information. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Right, how many teeth have you lost?
0: Oh, <laughs> many. Yeah, really. If you if you like ask about teeth, would you be so bold or not? Um, you will note it if, if you're. You know what, You're having dinner with them, you're hanging out with them.
1: You know what? I was his at least his doctor. I could have asked him if he lost the teeth in battle.
0: Some of his teeth he did lose in battle because he definitely got smashed uh, side yeah. of the face um, now and then. Or
1: caught me across the face here. <laughs> but then the re- he could say, like, the rest fell out or whatever. For some, some reason, there's an the
2: opening in the
1: helmet right here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she can take a little bit of liberties as the doctor, but I don't know if they have yeah, any kids well, that are the age where yeah, they've lost teeth, too. But, like, too. the
0: five-year-old is, is at that point is excited to tell you about the teeth she just lost. She
1: lost her teeth?
0: But they're going back. She's, you know, she's got some. That, does that happen with elves? I think elves have baby teeth. and. Oh, okay, well. okay, yeah. But, you know, the, the child will, will want to attempt to be the center of attention as well.
1: I mean, she's curious. She hasn't never seen a human child either, so I'm sure she can ask the child questions.
0: Yeah. It's probably a little surprising to you that she's only five years old, given how talkative she is and how much oh, right, chores right. she has and stuff like that. As a as an elf, right, right, at right. The age of five. So that that
1: would be a much younger thing for an elf. Yeah. As a privileged elf, even.
0: Yes. Whereas like these two grandkids clearly have full time jobs on this farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even have
2: a full time job. Shriek <laughs> will try to contribute, after he's like collected himself after dinner. Uh, he'll try to tell the kids a story.
0: Ah, what type of story do you wish to tell these kids?
2: Because our grandfather was talking about not wanting to just, like, work on a farm or whatever. But, like, wanting to get new adventure. Now he's enjoying being on a farm. So I think a story of adventure would be good.
0: Is this a story of an adventure of the famous elvish legend Trickmanu? Or the famous elvish legend Kalev?
2: Okay, no, los dos! <laughs> uh, no. This is, a, this is a story about Hepa and the Bats.
0: <laughs> ah! Fire and ice.
2: The story of fire and ice. Ah, uh, yes, the winter queen that you might despise the winter, but you need that ice that freeze clear everything out so when spring can come again.
0: This uh, is a story that you have workshopped?
2: Workshopped a little bit. Got with a master thing. bard. Yep. I feel like a blue dye because it's exciting. Or right, I, because I've worked with more I blue dye for being a good story. <laughs>
0: get a mood eye for having worked it out. Yes, that is two successes. All right. They are very excited to have somebody tell them an exciting story. The daughter asks lots of questions about the bats.
2: Ah, you know, bats, they have more than you think. They just have a fang each. They have many teeth inside, so they can bite you many times. Sharp sharp teeth. Sharp (laughs) teeth. The bats. Never will you see just a single bat. It is always a whole swarm of bats.
0: A little bit of the sleight of hand. A little bit. Stuff. A little bit. Pull a bat out of her ear. <laughs>
2: and it attacks me. And if soever you encounter bats, fear not. You will be well armed with perhaps a torch, perhaps two.
0: <laughs> Did you just like start juggling the flame torches? No,
2: he doesn't start juggling them, but he does light them up.
0: All right, sounds like a good show.
2: That's a little bit of a show, but it's.
1: This story sounds better and better every time I hear it. I don't remember (laughs) half of that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Then I think we can call it there. And the next session you will head to
2: the... South Tower.
0: Bustling...
2: Metropolis.
0: Human settlement of South Tower grown out of the southern outpost. Yep. You'll be getting, I'll say, 10 XP this week for your two major social... Interactions.
1: Talking about the woes. We got to hang out with woes and an old man.
0: (laughs) Which is more exciting?
2: (laughs) The old man is more talkative.
0: (laughs) Is there anything I need to know about any changes to what you are interested in or like looking to pursue? I don't think
2: so. Is there anything in town HEPA definitely wants to do that's not already?
0: Or new things that happen is insanely curious about that
2: I
1: should I, I feel her. like we need to beeline it to the Great River. What? And go to the Fort of... Afez? <laughs> what?
0: She's just reading the map now.
1: <laughs> I was thinking a thing that I knew, like, I know would be so out of the way that Jen's like, I haven't prepared any of that. We need to go to Alduin. <laughs> right. It's so on the way. No, I mean I'm happy if you have something you want to beeline it to. I'm as far as I know, I'm kind of still thinking we're looking for artifact facts. You seem interested in this blacksmith, which is interesting too. Yeah, so.
2: Trick's gonna beeline it to town and try to find a way to like talk to the captain of the guard, his mother, without you know getting arrested in the process, because <laughs> that's an obvious way to do it. But <laughs> it has to be a big enough offense that you can take it to the captain of the guard or try to assassinate Wedry, that would probably get you.
1: <laughs> I mean, we don't really have any leads for artifacts, So, uh, but also I don't think Hepa completely has any like time crunch in her mind for any of this, so I'm happy to explore. Before Summer.
0: It doesn't even have to be Before Summer, because she said she probably wouldn't be back for that session in school. Yeah.
1: There was plenty of stuff to explore in South Tower. It's like a whole human settlement. That's true.
0: So I know the guard captain is what you are particularly interested yeah, in. Yeah, I
2: mean, I might talk to the blacksmith first just to get, like, that person
1: would also probably know the guard
0: captain. Okay. Is there anything in particular in South Tower that is of interest to you?
1: I don't know of anything except for there's Kachin's friend. Aldrick. Aldrick. That I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm a little bit curious about. to talk to him. Yeah, and also I'm kind of curious about, like, if he knew Kachin from before and, like, stuff like that, but... It's hard to know what's going to catch her interest when she gets in there. Okay. But yeah, that would be one thing that I would want to try to do is go and see what, you know, how willing he is to talk about what he knows about Kachin.
2: I mean, he might have a lead on where to look for artifacts.
1: Yeah. Oh, because he won't judge. So I don't know.
2: Of course, he might have, you know, advise Kachin on where to search. And, well, it didn't work out. So Kachin searched somewhere else.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what. I just assume he's like a keeper or something. All
2: right. Oh, yeah, I totally might, uh, report Marivir to the authorities. That was gonna be my second way to talk to the captain. <laughs> report who? Uh, Maravere, the person who's buying up a bunch of weapons from Untunbane. Because this solves multiple problems. If there's no buyer for those weapons, they don't need to do that mining, they don't need to ruin our water, and I get to talk to Mom. Bad I mean, for marrying Ellen the Carter, but not my problem. Are
1: we thinking they're rebels? Is that why they're. That is 100%
2: them? what I'm thinking,
1: yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember, like, all the politics. Because happened.
2: it's all under the table.
1: Yeah. Okay. Under the water
2: table. Under the water table.
1: Yeah, I mean that would be a way. Or maybe you just drum up more business for the dwarves from these guys. Maybe I feel like humans have own no forges, and you want to talk to a blacksmith. That's true.
0: All right. Thank you. I am Jennifer here. Once again, units from the Battle for West video game inspired characters in this arc. Rumble Dumbledore is from the Woes Unit line. The so-called fancy skeleton, Mal Older, is a lich, and specifically one from the first scenario of Eastern Invasion. Tillin, with his straw hat and pitchfork, is a peasant, and his father Gumredoc, back in his adventuring days, was heavy infantry. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Wesnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Wesnoth by Matthias Westland. AKA West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.